This is New Thoughts for Actors and Filmmakers, where we discuss overcoming fear and self-doubt and help to build in those resources to physically, mentally, and emotionally be at your best, no matter what side of the camera you may be on. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Nathan Gist. And again, hanging out with one of my good friends, Jim Clock. And today, we're going to be chatting about celebrating your wins. Who? One of my favorite topics is how and why it's important to celebrate our wins. And tonight, we are celebrating a huge win. I'm so excited yeah. to be here with you, Nathan. I'm so excited to be here with a couple of very other special guests because tonight, our film Slade is screening on Kings of Horror hmm. uh, for a very special Christmas screening. And we are together with my producing partner on that film, Phil Snow from Frozen Vapor Productions, who's also our producer of this show. Yeah. Thoughts for actors and filmmakers. He's an incredible guy. And I'm here with a very dear friend, someone who's very, very important to me and uh, just a special person, uh, Chuck Roberts, who plays my security guy, Tom, in the movie, and he's incredible. Uh, and I'll t we'll talk more to Chuck later. He's going to join us, but i got a great story about Chuck and, uh, and my brother, Phil. But we really want to start with really just the importance of celebrating our wins on our journey as dreamers. Mm -hmm. And I really want to lean heavy on you today because this is something I've been inconsistent at throughout my career. You know, when I first started as an actor, I would celebrate everything. Hmm. I celebrated an audition. If I got an audition, I went to IHOP. Hey, guess what? <laughs> and if I got a call back, it was a steak. You know, <laughs> it was an Outback special. Uh, then as you get more successful, right, and, and, and God willing, you start to do more, things become, you become complacent, hmm. you know? And, and I even had something recently and, and booked a, a great job, beautiful opportunity, and my wife said, what are we gonna, what are we gonna do to celebrate? And I hadn't even thought about it. Wow. And it was a big job. And I was like, oh yeah, we do need to go and celebrate. Yeah. And so it really reset my mindset for this year. You know, it kind of recharged my batteries in a way where I said, no, I'm gonna get back into this reward program for me. Hmm. And it's gonna start with the basic stuff. I, I'm on a reward program now. I, I do my actor prep five days a week. And if I, I call it eating my big frogs first. Yep, so yep. I wake up in the morning and, and my three most important things are as I start my day with, with prayer time with my wife and devotional time, we, we spiritually get ourselves together. Then I do an hour of actor prep, which is including with some accent training, some improv work, some writing, and then I go to the gym. Mm. And if I do those five days a week, I give myself a reward every weekend. That's awesome. But I'm also trying to really take time, which is why we're getting together tonight to celebrate Slade all together, is to make sure that I'm not getting so forward thinking on what's next, that I'm not thanking God for what is happening right now. Well said. So what do you do when you're dealing with People who have a, they're, they're so focused on the future. They're so focused on the, the, the big result that they can't celebrate anything going well in their life. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, a, that's a big part of what I got to do, right? So, you know, with hypnosis coaching, confidence coaching, all of it, for a lot of people, because they're shifting their beliefs about themselves, about the way things work, because they're reframing the way that they think, because they're stepping into new ground for them, it can be really scary. Right. And so if we do not celebrate the victories, even the smallest little things, we can quickly run askew. We can quickly forget why we're even doing this in the first place. We can easily sit back into what we've known, even if it's not what we want. And so celebrating your victories 
is huge in whatever way that is possible. Um, I've had people that have come in for weight loss where I'll have them stand in front of a mirror and I don't care if it's your elbow. Tell me something you like about yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Right. Like, and and to, to be thankful for that uh, because it creates momentum forward. Um, the, the people that I work with for riding, right? Horseback riders that are, you know, these are people who have done this for years. Maybe they had a bad fall that happened and all of a sudden fear gets into their mind and there's this whole story that begins to play out and they can't remember why they're in this because they love it. And so it is the little victories of, did you get on the mounting block? Did you give the horse a hug? Did you talk to it? Did you, did you canter? Did you walk? Did you ride? Uh, when I'm working with actors, right, the conversation's there as well. Was it, did you do, like he's talking about, did you do your auditions? Did you have that conversation? Did you connect with that person? Something along the lines. And the reason that that is so significant is because in the brain, these neural, I'm going to geek out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love so there's the, you got these neural pathways and kind of the way that the brain is set up is that if you're used to just one specific particular way of being, let's think a bit, um, I think we might have used this example before, but uh, it's kind of, if you think of about a path in a field, right? And you look at that path and how do you know it's a path? First of all, how would you know it's a path? Well, I'd see the grass laid down or rocks moved, it would be evident, right? Yeah, right. It's well, evident. You yeah. can see that path and the chances are it's not been walked just one time, right? You can see that it's been used. Well, in your brain, it's kind of the same way. If your daily action, daily routine is, you know, thinking negative about yourself or I can't do this, this is where I want to go someday, what if, then it's this nebulous thing in the future, then that's kind of that path that's there. But that new pathway in the mind, that neurosynapse that begins to connect, if that new pathway, you walk it one time and you say, okay, I did this, I achieved this, I'm working towards this, this is the good thing. And if you just walk that one time, it doesn't really root well, hmm. right? It has to be over and over and over again. And so in the mind, when you're celebrating the victories, you get the dopamine, you get the serotonin, you get the good feel-good chemicals rushing and going through your system, and it gives you motivation. See, that's the other thing, too. People talk about motivation. I love it when somebody says, I need motivation, right? I need confidence in this thing. And I look at them and I'm like, first of all, those are always late to the party, right? <laughs> like, you have to do the thing for confidence to show up. Right. You have to do the thing for motivation to show up. I can't give you a box and be like, hey, inside of there is your confidence and motivation. They're searching around for something that is there, but they have to do it first. And so when you celebrate the victories, you're taking a moment in time to, to one, wire in that into your brain because now you're doing that skill set, right? You're doing that thing that you wanted to do. You get the reward of that dopamine and serotonin. So you get the chemical side of that stuff that kicks in, makes you feel good about it. And then you're also creating that mindset that this is the thing that you're doing, right? Like when we forget to celebrate even the smallest victory, like it comes to a point where the brain's like, well, why am I doing the hard work? Yeah, and I think that that is something that really happens in acting and filmmaking and, and producing, right? Because at first, you're so excited to do anything. Yeah. You're, you're just so excited to go to a class or meet other filmmakers or talk about movies. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to movies when I was a, a young actor and filmmaker with other actors and filmmakers to watch movies to get excited about one day. Yeah. One, <laughs> one day I'll be it's there. It's always the one day. The one day, right? Yeah. And but it's and to go to your what you were saying about the path, I can spend 10 hours on set and I can do five scenes and I can do 
let's say, 40 or 50 takes. Mm. And if one take I feel I didn't do very well, I'll go home that night, and if I'm not careful, yep. I'll focus on that one yep. take. Like, why did I do that? Or did I mess it? Did I get that scene? I, I won't allow myself to celebrate the 49 takes that felt free and, and surprised me, right? Right. And, and so what I've had to do to, to recreate that new path is I actually started a, a system after I work, whether it's an audition or being on set, I always say I do a, a, an exercise that Dr. Jason Selk taught me. He's an incredible doctor, but he's a coach as well, mm-hmm. a two-time World Series winner with the St. Louis Cardinals. But you ask yourself, what are three things I did well? Yeah. Always start with that. What are three things I did well today? What is one thing I want to improve on and how can I make that improvement? Mm. And that kind of reset me and got me back on my celebration train. That got me back on the celebration of the wins because now I'm focused on the, the I'm focused on what I did well all the time. Yep. I'm still holding myself accountable how I can get better. Yep. But I'm still focused on hold on a second, I had a win. I just was on set all day doing what I love to do. Yep. Let me not lose sight of that. And I, I think that there's a, a an element of the the more you do this professionally or even as you're starting as an actor and filmmaker, the more you do it, the more you expect of yourself. Mm. And you expect yourself at times to be further ahead or get better. Well, I can tell you this, that's one of the big problems with actors is the roller coaster up and down of the life that we choose to be. Mm. Okay, so as an example, I booked a job that I really want and I'm up here. But then I go two months of not booking anything, and I'm way down. Yep. But the problem is, is what I got to ask myself is, what was my work ethic like? Hmm. See, I don't even care of the results anymore. I really don't. Like, I, I get excited. I love to book jobs. I love... Now I ask myself, did I do the work? See, because that's what I can control. Yep. Did I take yes. time to prepare? That's it. Did I take time to work on my craft? Did I make sure that I got a good night's sleep, that I'm exercising, eating well, and am I helping others? Am I not losing sight of making sure I'm being generous with my time, my energy, and my money? Mm -hmm. And if I'm doing all that, the results are up to God. If I get the job or not, that's up to God. And whoever needs the job will get it. Right. But that has helped me just stay on an even keel. I'm more up than I'm ever down because I'm not up or down dependent on a result of a job. Well said. And a lot of that is state management. Right. That mental state, that physical state that you're in. And the nice thing about celebrating those victories is you you create that state. We talked about and one of the works that we've, we've done is, is something called anchoring. Right. And so when we are in a you know, we have a celebration or a victory or whatever, sometimes there's a physical connection to it. Like somebody if you can imagine that that fist pump that somebody will do. Yes. Right. You see this thing. And if you begin to apply that to even the smallest of victories, you are wiring that into your neurology. You're wiring that into your brain and your body. And it, it allows you to get into that state. So in those times when you're not feeling up, right, you're, you're in the lower part of that roller coaster, you begin to connect to that, that anchor, right, that, that feeling, that sensation, that fist pump, that, that hooray, that victory, that sound, whatever it is that connects you to it, because that's working on that state management. And like you said, that's not result-oriented. Right. That is that is process oriented. That's the thing that helps you to get to that place. If you're what we've all heard the cliche, what's my motivation for this? <laughs> right. And and so many people have these 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 answers for that that you think of. But for that person in that moment, 
it's all about that character. It's all about that time. And so if your state management is that, that now it's time to go to work. Now it's time to become this person. Now it's time to bring that. And it's not about what everybody else thinks and all that other stuff. It's just you've trained, you're ready, and now you access that state and you roll right into it. And if you celebrated the wins along the way, right? If I've That's what helps make it possible, yeah. Right. I'm celebrating the auditions. I'm celebrating the people I meet. I'm celebrating the relationships. I'll give you a short story. About six months ago, my agent, amazing, amazing agent, I just adore her so much, Jacqueline Butcher, just an amazing woman, smart, strong. I mean, just determined, mm. amazing. She calls me on like a Wednesday night and says, hey, casting has requested you for this lead role in this new show, big show. And, um, but it, you have to have a, a, a certain accent. So I pass. I email her back. I said, I really appreciate it. I, I don't do accents. Hmm. And she, she calls me. And she says, look, I appreciate what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, they asked for you for this. Would you, would you, I said, look, Jacqueline, I don't do accents. It's just not my thing. I've never really studied it. She says, do me a favor. Will you just meet with this accent coach, a guy named Jack Wallace, incredible, by the way. She says, I'll even pay for it. I said, you're not paying for anything. <laughs> I said, but just the fact that you were willing to pay for it, fine. I'll do it. I said, but if I'm not confident in this tomorrow, I'm passing. She said, fair enough. I worked with this guy for an hour and it was amazing. I Mm. had fun. He was the first accent coach I had worked with that we did it a different way. We did it phonetically. So it allowed me, it was like teaching me in a way that my brain could understand. I went, I did it. I had an amazing time doing it. I get pinned for the show and it was right to the last wire where I, it was between me and another guy and it went to another guy, God bless him, mm. great actor, been around a long time. But I mean, I was pinned and right there and all because, okay, I relented and listened to my agent. But I had so much fun doing it that m- me and my wife celebrated. Yeah. We celebrated. The, and even before I knew I was pinned for the job, I right. said, I'm celebrating the fact that I was open to this. That's right. I'm celebrating the fact that I went and did this. And then now I've trained with Jack a bunch, like Jack Wallace, the accent coach. I've worked with him a bunch just for fun mm. because now I enjoy it, but I'm more open. But that celebra- that celebration of that victory was me being open. That was the celebration. It had nothing to do with the job. It was I was celebrating the fact that hey, I got out of my own way. Yep. And, and well, I know. noticed that too. Look at the reframe that's there too. It could have been, I gotta do this. I have to do this. They're making me do this. Versus, I get to do this. Right? right. I get to celebrate this thing that I stepped out and did. And even that right there, again, the same way that you're wiring that into your brain. It allows you to step into that, no matter what it is, that more openness that you're talking about. Whereas before, like you said, if it was this, nope, not going to do it. I did it because she made me. And that goes right into one of the reasons we're celebrating tonight. And it is something that I talk a lot about when I'm mentoring or I meet people who are just starting out is, is you have to be open to the first step. If you take the first step, if you just do the first thing and you celebrate the fact that, you know, you're that open. You showed up. That you showed up, <laughs> right? You, you you celebrate the fact that you admitted to someone. Yep. I think I'd like to be an actor. Yep. I think I'd like to write something. You said it out loud. You said it out loud. <laughs> you know. And so, 
Uh, a little bit about what we're celebrating tonight is a is a uh, Christmas horror film called Slade that I wrote and directed a couple years ago, co-directed with my good friend Mike Capozzi, um, produced with my partner over here, my partner in crime, Phil Snow, uh, Frozen Vapor Productions. Uh, so a little backstory on this is about July 27th of 2020, I get a call from a, a, a very good friend of mine and a creative partner and a producing partner. He's... Uh, July 27, 2020, and he says, hey, you don't happen to have any uh, horror Christmas movies in your back pocket you could make? Horror Christmas movies. Yeah, Christmas yeah, horror. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> a, a Christmas horror. He says, you have a Christmas horror film in, in your back pocket that you could make and deliver by October 18th of 2020. I thought you only had the Easter ones. Right. <laughs> right. Now, that would have been no problem. Yeah. You said Easter horror? Yeah, I got 10 of those. So, of course, we're in the middle of the pandemic, right? I'm just coming off COVID myself at this point. And I said, no, I, 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 don't, I don't have any. I don't have any in my portfolio. I haven't, I haven't written any. Mm. He says, well, I'm, I'm telling you, if we could make one and deliver it by October 18th of this year, we will be the only company that releases a, a Christmas horror wow. in 2020. We'll be the only one with an original because the pandemic has shut everything yeah. down. So... I'm like, well, you know what? I'll, I'll think on it and, and see. Fast forward, a couple of days later, I'm visiting uh, my, my very good friend, and he tells me about a location that he has access to. I go look at the location. I call my other producing partners, Daryl and Emily at the time from 1018 Films, and told them uh, about this location. And I call Mike, and I kind of send the pictures. Hmm. Now, it's summertime in, in Virginia in August <laughs> of 2020. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, we're not going to have any snow. I said, we'll have to set this thing in Arizona. And we all kind of laughed. And I said, well, I, I think I kind of got an idea. Let me see. Mm. So it's a Wednesday. I start writing the script on a Wednesday. On Saturday, I've greenlit the film and I'm casting it. I'm literally buying plane tickets and casting the film three days later. I meet Phil that Saturday afternoon at a coffee shop. And kind of say, and I've been mentoring Phil for a couple of years at this point. We've gotten become good friends. He's a filmmaker and doing great stuff. And I said, hey, you've been wanting to work with me. I said, here's, here's what was presented to me. Do you want to come in and, and go half with me and produce this movie? And he jumped right in. And the next thing you know, we're, we're bringing our crew in. And, and I, I cast people who could do other jobs. Mm. So we kept it super small, 10 people, I think, at, at max we ever had on set at one time. Oh, and wow. we shot outside mostly. And, and so we ended up making the movie. We delivered it October 17th to Terror Films. And it premiered on Amazon Prime December 18th of 2020. And we were, in fact, the only original Christmas horror of 2020 that I know of. <laughs> uh, and, and we're very proud of it. But I'll tell you, it's not the perfect movie. Mm. It didn't have the perfect result of what some people would think, you know, a big money, big blockbuster. Right. But let me tell you, I celebrate every aspect of it. it. I celebrate every person who was involved. We got to hire new actors and they got to have their first opportunities. And, and my brother, Phil, got to produce his first feature film that got released and we got to do our first movie together. And, and we're here to celebrate that. And here's Phil. Well, hello, Jim and Nathan. Thanks for having me on. Welcome, Brother Phil. So, tell me a little bit about the journey the last couple of years of making films and just kind of where you were maybe when we met and kind of how you feel now and how you look at celebrating the victories along the way. 
First, I want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for all the care and time and guidance you have given me and my family. I'm sure you remember when we met, I was just mentoring my daughter's uh, film club at her middle school. And what I was trying to do was provide them with an enrichment opportunity, give them a chance to take their filmmaking and storytelling up to the next level. And I was having a lot of fun with the kids. When the local paper ran an article on you, I reached out to you and said, hey, do you want to come by and give these kids a, a few words of encouragement, some advice? And without hesitation, you said, sure thing. And you came to our next meeting. And that meant so much to me. It meant so much to them. You were able to bring some reality to them that this is possible. Someone from our area is able to get into the movie business, is able to be successful. And it really encouraged them and gave them motivation to keep working hard on the films we were doing. What I always like to do was produce a uh, feature or mini feature with them every year. I run them just like a regular independent movie set. But every year, I learn something that I take on to the next year. I got to say, I learn just as much as them. And I've grown every year. And if you watch our student films over the years, you see every year they get better. I'm able to teach the kids more. And in the process, I learn more. And it's been such an exciting, wonderful process to see the kids grow and to see my growth in the last few years. And, you know, one of my favorite takeaways from all of this is following your example is always remembering to give back to the community. As you have success, as you have wins to celebrate, always remember to lift other people up and bring them along with you and give them a chance to have the same success. And that brings me to the opportunity you gave me with Slade. When you asked me to be a part of this, I was ecstatic. You knew that I had wanted to move into a producer role and you gave me that opportunity. But I got to tell you, I think you really spoiled me with this one because everybody involved with this project was just awesome. The Slade experience was amazing and I'll never forget it. Yeah, I always say low budget doesn't have to be low class. And uh, how we treat people and how we treat the production, how serious we take it. Uh, you know, and one of my favorite parts about making movies is what people don't see. And so as we were getting ready, you know, Phil's bringing his weed eater. So Mike, the co-director of this film, who stars in the movie with me, can go weed eat around, you know, different places. I got uh, Daryl, uh, you know, a producer who's a snake falls on him. And then I got Animal Control coming out to do a snake sweep, calling in favors. Uh, it, so much has to go into, you know, making films. And when you make them with people that you love and you get a chance to be on set with people who uh, really care about the product. It does. It's a game changer when people care about each other and they care about making the movie and doing the best they can. And I think we celebrated a lot along the way. And we even had a rap party, you yes. know, uh, outside, of course, COVID safe rap party, because it was important to celebrate the victory. We shot the movie in 10 days uh, as well. It was, yeah, very, very sharp, very uh, compact shoot. Uh, but something I'm very proud of. I'm proud to be your friend. You know, uh, the way I met Phil was uh, I had been in the local paper. I used to come back once a year to the area where I grew up, and they had done a story on a, a film I had done. And he reached out to me on Facebook just through Messenger and said, hey, if you're ever in town, I'd love for you to come meet the kids and talk to the kids. And I was so impressed with Phil's generosity to the, the middle schoolers that he was mentoring because I would have loved to have had that opportunity when I was going to school. 
And so we really hit it off. And his beautiful daughter, Michelle, who's now in film school, who I just knew when she was a middle schooler that she just had, she had a work ethic and she had a determination. She was not typical. Like she was listening to every word you talked about it. And in fact, the first movie I think you guys got on was a movie I produced with Keanu, right? It was the first movie that you guys ever- Correct. It was a Green Dolphin at the time. Now it's already gone. Already gone with my- beautiful, dear friend, Chris Keneally. Oh, uh, man. Good one guy. Of the, one of the most amazing people you ever meet. Writer, director. He directed Side by Side with Keanu. It's a beautiful documentary. Uh, I often tell, I told Keanu this to his face, the best thing that's come from my friendship with Keanu Reeves is my friendship with Chris Keneally. Wow. One of the best humans in the world. And we actually have two other movies we're going to do together and projects and just love him to death. But they got the visit set. And so I'm, I'm excited to celebrate tonight with you, brother. I celebrate our friendship, and I'm excited yes, to sir. celebrate future future work. And yep. I need to bring in another special guest now. Yes, sir. Security Tom from Slade. So let me let me set this up for you, Nathan, okay? Because, Nathan, you and I haven't known each other very long. We hit it off. You know, you're getting into acting. We just got to do a fun class. I just got to, you, you sat in on one of my classes and you were incredible. First scene you ever did, six and a half minutes long, and you were, you were amazing. We're going to talk about that on another episode. Sure. So uh, a few years ago, Sheriff David Decatur, my best friend in the world, Sheriff Stafford County Sheriff's Office, where I still work part-time, one of the most amazing men. Uh, I call him the best sheriff in this country. I stand by that. Mm. He's one of the most amazing men of integrity, faith, and humility that you'll ever meet. He asked me to go to lunch with a dear friend of his, uh, Chuck Roberts Esquire, a very, very well-known, a successful attorney in the area who had become friends with the sheriff and ha- actually had just donated to the sheriff's office to help with anything that the sheriff's office was doing with with kids. He had donated a large sum of money. Hmm. Uh, and I said, of course, any friend of yours, Sheriff, I'll go go have lunch with. So I sit down with Chuck, and right away, he tells me his age, and I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I, I think I think he's, he was 70 or 71 then, and I, I literally thought he was a lie. He does not look 70. He darn sure does not act 70. <laughs> and he's just alive with excitement. And now we're talking stories, and his stories are incredible. Uh, not just as a as a legal guru, but he had managed bands in the '80s, and and he had this. He's like, I've always wanted to do some acting and make some movies yeah. and, and things like that. And and of course, I hear that a lot, but I don't hear it from seventy year olds getting ready to retire from a very successful <laughs> law practice. I'll, you'll meet some who just want to throw some money in a movie, right, mm. and hang out. But no, he's like, I want to, I want to act. I want to do this. Yeah. So we hit it off because I'm just inspired by him. And we end up actually, he produces another movie with me, a, a documentary we're very proud of coming out next year called Thin Black Line. But away from that, so I called him up when I'm doing Slade and I said, hey, buddy, I said, you still interested in acting? And he's like, yeah. I said, well, I wrote you a part in Slade. <laughs> <laughs> and he showed up. First of all, he brought an energy to set. Everyone loved Chuck. Mm. Everyone loved him. Uh, he plays security Tom in the film, and he was not only incredible, uh, but it was, it, I saw him living a dream, mm-hmm. and he was so excited, mm-hmm. and he was celebrating every second. He was grateful to everyone. Everyone on set, he was thinking. Uh, our second unit director, Sergey, who really worked with him, because it was a kind of a, not a stunt, but a but a little movement to, to Chuck. Sure. And they hit it off. And, and Chuck was so gracious. Sergey kept telling me, he's like, that guy just kept thinking me over and over again. And then when we had the rap party, there he was, just so excited to be a part. And so I'm so blessed tonight to have joining us 
Chuck Roberts Esquire, now Chuck Roberts Movie Star. <laughs> Come on, Chuck. Thank you so much, Jim. I am honored and excited and privileged to be here tonight. Everything you said about the movie and my participation in it and being excited and being enthusiastic, I was and I still am. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. And let me just say, what an honor it is to be working with you. The things that you have done, when I had lunch with you, I was like, well, okay, well, Jim Clock, uh, you know, I need to do a little bit of research. And I saw that you played with Keanu Reeves and The Whole Truth, and you played with Matt Damon in uh, Deepwater Horizon. And uh, the Green Book, uh, the movie of the year, 2019, won the Oscar. And there you are on the set. The guy that I had lunch with, you know, is on, is on the big screen. I had an experience back about 20 years ago where I was in broadcast news. And I, I went in there to be a, um, a, a country club member. And they cast me as a, um, as a deputy sheriff. And I was so excited to be there and do that. I kind of got the fever. I kind of got bitten by the, the Hollywood bug. And then when you came along and asked me to have a part in Slade, it was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. And I'm going to enjoy this so much. And it is one of those victories that I continue to celebrate. Since then, I got cast in a part with Lady in the Lake in Baltimore with Natalie Portman and Iamfi Gayomi, uh, both Oscar winners. Jim, I spent four days on the set right next to Natalie Portman. And, and I showed up as an extra. And they, just like broadcast news, they pulled me off the set. They made me into a rabbi. They gave me a yarmulke and they gave me these glasses. And the director came down and gave me a walking, talking part in a major uh, feature TV show with Natalie Portman. It was just pinch me. And, and, and I owe it in large part to not only the fact that you got me inspired in Slade, but the coaching and the, the, the things that you taught me in that movie and since as being my friend gave me the confidence and the courage to go on set. And when I had that acting part, you know, the, the role, the walking, talking part, afterwards, the co-star said I did an amazing job. Well, guess what? The experience I got working on Slade gave me a foundation, gave me uh, confidence that I could go into a motion set and do what I did. And, and I'm, so, I'm so grateful for everything that you have done and everything that you have uh, uh, done for me and, and, and continue to inspire me and you continue to coach me for um, you know, the things that I'm doing right now. And, and I'm just having fun. It's just a great time. Chuck, I just love you, buddy, and yeah. I'm so I'm so grateful. Thank you for coming on the show and talking about your experience. And Nathan and I are so uh, so excited to to had you on for a minute just to talk about your experience. And for 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 me, there's a great quote: "We're only as old as our last dream." Hmm. And you know, age truly is a number. You can you can tell just with Chuck's excitement talking. That's just his energy all the time. Yep. But he, yep. that that's his energy. One of my things about Chuck that I love is. He's still helping. He's still working as a lawyer retired. He's doing pro bono work. Hmm. His generosity, and this is what we talk a lot about as actors and on our podcast is don't just get so focused on you. Yep. Right? You know, make sure you're living in a world where you're you're lifting others up. Let, you know, you can go 
um, what's the saying? You can go fast alone, but you go farther with other people. Amen. And and so uh, the fact that you had such a great experience, Chuck, and, and of course to see you when you told me all the stories about being on set with Natalie and taking classes. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it. We were running a little low on time, but Chuck was uh, doing classes in D.C. at the theater lab. He's he's taken the seed of Slade, and it's now grown into a garden, and he is he is harvesting his dreams at 73 years old. And I just think that that's something we should all celebrate right now is friendship, our dreams, and the victories because Slade was not just a movie. It was an opportunity for friends and coworkers and dreamers to come together and make something special. And we're celebrating that today. So let's all celebrate our wins together. And that's exactly it. I want you to take that right there. I want you to find one thing right now that you get to be thankful for, one thing that you can be grateful for, one thing that you can celebrate that you have done. And then I want you to see the next thing right there in front of you and take that step because that's your next celebration. Amen, brother. I love you, Nathan. Thank you for listening. And we will see you all next time on New Thoughts for Actors and Filmmakers. I'm Jim Clock and I'm Nathan Gist. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of New Thoughts for Actors and Filmmakers. If you like what you're hearing, please remember to hit that subscribe button. Connect with us at newthoughtsforactors.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll talk with you again soon.